Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I am your humble host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, go ahead and chime on in in the comments. Uh, uh, where you... Uh, Shanti says, hurry, the football game's about to start. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm aware. Anyway, go ahead and chime on in in the comments where you are watching from. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, and at the end, towards the end of the show, we will be doing the giveaway for our members for the MyMedic uh, med kits, along with the LSGR keychain decals and shirt. We're going to be doing that on the air for everybody uh, to see. And uh, man, we got a lot to get to today because, well, last night we posted up a, a, a an article that was rather critical of... President Trump, because according to the New Zealand Prime Minister, uh, she had a conversation with him about New Zealand's buyback program, and a lot of people thought that that was us just bashing President Trump just because, and called it fake news. Some even said that we are a, we sound like Democrats, and I'm not entirely sure why that is, but that's uh we we received a lot of fire for that and we're standing by it because well let's get into it uh the here is the article that we posted and this is there is a video that is embedded in here and i'm only going to play a short little bit of it so you can hear what exactly the prime minister said uh it is uh it's important and I'll get into why. Check this out. Word is that our president did express interest in the measures that you implemented. What can you share with us about that meeting? Oh, there have been those who have been interested in what and what happened yeah. in New Zealand. Obviously, after the 15th of March, where 51 lives were lost from our Muslim community, the sentiment um, was really clear. We, we are a country who has legitimate use for guns our farming community, particularly for pest control and animal welfare issues. Uh, but there was a, a really a real line in the sand moment for us as a nation. And a question was asked, you know, why, why do we need, why does anyone need military-style semi-automatic weapons or assault rifles? Uh, and so that's where we drew the line. Within 10 days, we announced that those laws would change. Within a month, roughly, it was done. And now we're in the middle of buying back all of those weapons. And we've had 20,000 of them returned and over 70,000 parts. Did you get the impression he wants to do that here? I got the impression he was interested. Okay, um, yeah. uh, I, I would be second guessing anything beyond that. When ideas like buyback. All right, so that's what she said. I got the impression that he was interested and I would be second guessing anything beyond that. So this is not us saying that President Trump is supporting 
a mandatory gun buyback. But it is cause for concern. And let me tell you why. Trump has not been a friend of the Second Amendment. He has not been a friend of our gun rights. He, uh, in 2017, during his first year in office, he signed the Omnibus Bill, which included the Fix-Nix Act. And the Fix-Nix Act was nothing more than a bribery scheme for the federal government to encourage the states to dump records into the National Instant Criminal Background Check system, regardless of their accuracy. It was something that we criticized at the time, and it is something that we have continued to criticize since. Because that is gun control. Because there are going to be far more people uh, affected with fa false positives than even before. And not to mention our official stance on the background check system is that we oppose it because it is a natural right and all gun laws are infringements. In 2019, earlier this year, Trump banned bump stocks unilaterally without even a, a bill through Congress because he had the ATF change the definition of a machine gun to include bump stocks. So he has already a track record indicating that he is... Uh, he is no friend of the Second Amendment. We're a gun rights organization, and that's what we stand for. We stand for preserving and protecting our natural right to bear arms, regardless of whoever is coming to threaten it, whoever is coming to infringe upon it, even if that is a Republican president of the United States. Now, the article didn't indicate anything outside of what the prime minister said regarding he the fact that he listened to her and showed an interest of some kind. Uh, and another thing to kind of give credit to this is uh, going through some of the comments. Uh, Roger says he was all for a bill uh, for Bill Clinton's assault weapons ban back in the day. That's a very important point, Roger. He was, and he also wrote about it in his book from 2000, The America We De We Deserve. He said that he he favored waiting periods. He favored assault weapons bans, but that was in 2000. It is possible for people to change, uh, but usually when people are writing their philosophies in a book, it's not exactly. Uh, it's not exactly something that is easy to change unless it's politically convenient. Uh, now, here is another thing that gives credit to this entire fact that Trump is at least entertaining the idea of gun control. This was a, a, a from earlier in the week. Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump apparently had a phone call with each other to discuss the Bipartisan Background Checks Act. Now, I went over this bill uh, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. I broke it down exactly what it would do. Uh, but according to, to the sources that we cited, Pelosi, along with Senate Majority Leader, or sorry, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, had, treated, uh, had threatened the White House incumbent that any solution that did not include the House passed Bipartisan Background Checks Act was not acceptable. Democrats had promised for a historic signing ceremony at the Rose Garden in a move, uh, in a move seen as attempts to appeal Trump's ego. Um, now, this was a very 
This th there is a deal that is in the works. This is factual. You have AG Barr, Attorney General Barr, going through trying to push his own version of this, and he himself has been on the record as saying that he doesn't view background checks as an infringement on uh, gun rights. Uh, AG Barr as uh, AG Barr has also had a, a history. Um, well, we've talked about Ruby Ridge on the show a couple of times. Uh, William Barr was the Attorney General in 1992 under H.W. Bush when Ruby Ridge happened, and he was the Attorney General that refused to press charges or hold, or hold even in any indictments whatsoever against the ATF or not the ATF, the FBI ta uh, task force that went in and murdered most of Randy Weaver's family. Now you could say what you want about Randy Weaver. Uh, you can say what you want about his personal beliefs, uh, but the simple fact is that Randy Weaver's entire family was killed over the fact that he was sawing barrels off of shotguns and, and not paying his $200 tax. It was over taxes. Now, that's not to say that he was a saint. He certainly wasn't. But is it really worth a couple of hundred dollars in tax revenue to murder an entire family? That's, that, is, that is wrong. And William Barr was the attorney general at the time that that happened. And he has been very vocal about banning bump stocks, as well as this bill that he's trying to push as well, which is similar to the the universal background checks bill. Um, since this article broke, uh, like a day later, the White House announced that it was on hold. And this is presumably because of the push for impeachment. Now, Keep in mind, so this is a White House staffer told Stephen Gutowski, quote, gun legislation is dead, and I added this emphasis, at least for the time being because of the impeachment inquiry. So this means that Trump is willing to make a deal with Democrats on gun control. Trump is willing to enact possibly red flag possibly universal background checks so when the uh, new zealand prime minister says that he listened with interest there is credit to that claim that's not to say that that's what he's going to enact that's not to say that that's what the uh that's not to say that that is what congress is going to give him but he at least had the conversation, and we need to raise hell about it now, because if or when he enacts gun control, by then it is too late. By then we're reactive instead of proactive. We need to be offensive on this. Whenever any Republican or any legislator or uh, elected official is pushing laws and legislation or even ideas that infringe upon our natural right to bear arms we need to hit it then and now and we need to hit it hard and and as loudly as possible because if those get enacted now we are trying to get laws repealed and that is so much harder than trying to kill a bad piece of legislation killing a bad piece of legislation is hard enough when it's already law 
it is almost impossible to get it repealed. The only reason that Bill Clinton's assault weapons ban of 1994 is no longer law today is because it included a 10-year sunset that did not get re uh, renewed. That is the only reason that we have access to AR platforms and AK platforms today. It's not because a Republican Congress came through and passed a bill that repealed it. It is because it had a sunset provision in it, and that was never renewed. Uh, kind of going through the comments, uh, government as a whole is an infringement, Paul says. Uh, let's see. It couldn't have just been over taxes. There had to be more, Vicky says. There is, as far as uh, Ruby Ridge is concerned, and, and I can go through this again and, and make a whole other show about it. Uh, maybe we'll have Phil Rabelais on because he's he always gets so worked up over Ruby Ridge and Waco. Um, but ultimately what it had to do with is the fact that he was sawing off barrels of shotguns, making them short-barreled shotguns. And under the National Firearms Act, a, a uh, barrel on a shotgun or a rifle that is less than 16 inches in, overall, in, in length uh, has to be registered with the ATF and has to have a $200 tax stamp put on it. That was his only crime that he was committing. And the FBI raided his entire house, uh, and uh, one of the people that was killed in that raid was his wife, who was unarmed and holding their infant child. Uh, it was an, an, an atrocious event, and uh, it's something that we could dissect in, a, a, in an entire show of its own. Uh, okay, so let's see. Spencer says, I agree, be offensive. I wish we could get the message out louder and more clearly to everyone. I agree, and that's why we are trying to be as loud and clear as possible, because the left is loud and clear. Now, their philosophies are entirely rooted in emotion. Their, their, their pushes are entirely knee-jerk reactions that won't have any actual benefit to society as a whole, and all they will do is, is infringe upon our natural right to bear arms. But emotions are loud. Emotions connect. And with the average American who is not politically savvy, whose entire life revolves around waking up, going to work, getting, uh, earning a living for their family, coming home, uh, feeding the kids, putting them to bed, reading them a bedtime story, what have you. That's the kind of, of messaging that resonates with them. And so whenever all people like the Mad Mommies and Mom's Man Action and Every Town for Gun Control comes through and says, look at this awfulness that is happening. Look at these people who are being slaughtered by these evil, scary weapons. It resonates with people because of the emotional impact. That's how they're so effective at, at generating their messaging and spreading their messaging. That's how they can get people like David Hogg to become an instant celebrity overnight is through their emotional targeting. And that's what we need to do in order to, uh, in order to get our message out. And we need to do it regardless of of who is threatening our rights. Okay. Um, now, as I said, federal gun control is currently on hold. But we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. We don't know how long this is going to be on hold for. It could be on hold until after the 2020 election. Uh, in fact, if it is on hold, 
uh, longer than six, eight months when the primary season really kicks in uh, for the Democrats. Uh, and, and you have caucuses and primaries throughout the U.S. to figure out who the Democratic presidential candidate is. I, I guarantee you will see President Trump change his tune because he will he understands he's not a complete idiot he, he he's not an idiot he understands that we that gun owners and gun rights advocates are his are a huge part of his base but his past actions are no different than any other elected officials he he said at the NRA convention right after his election uh, or uh, sorry, it was probably a CPAC. I forget what um, what event it was, but he said the eight year assault on our Second Amendment has is over. And then he goes in and he signs fix nicks and bans bump stocks. Uh, so there's political speak there, and we need to be mindful of that. And he deserves criticism for his actions, and he deserves to be put on blast for having a conversation with the New Zealand Prime Minister over. Gun buybacks, you know, it, 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 it's not a conversation if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I want to talk to you about gun buybacks. And you're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you. That's not a conversation. A conversation is a back and forth, meaning he had a back and forth with her over this topic. That is cause for concern at the very minimum. And he deserves criticism for that. Um, okay. And the last thing I think... I think it's the last thing that I want to get to. I'm going to change topics here. Uh, as far as Donald Trump is concerned, things still remain to be seen as to where or what he is planning on doing. Uh, I do believe that more gun control will get enacted during his presidency. Uh, I do believe that. And I hope that it doesn't. And that's why we're getting trying to get out in front of it before it happens. Uh, but I do believe that he will enact more gun control at some point if we don't voice our op opposition to it now. Uh, but you have uh, Francis again. And Francis, he's just been a, a glutton for, for media punishment from us because uh, there was this little Jim. He was at a campaign event. Uh, I forget where. I think Richmond... Um, and, oh, this isn't even at Kent State. The Kent State thing is a whole other thing. We didn't even get a chance to write a piece on that. But uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, right before Kent State, Francis said, I do not accept the right of the people to overthrow the government. Which is kind of the entire reason that our country was founded to begin with. Um, so he was, he was speaking at, at an event and a gentleman named Evan McDonald... Uh, said that the Second Amendment, quote, is intended to ensure that the American public, if they need to, can provide a check on a tyrannical government. To which Francis replied, if that is a right to be able to rise up or stand up against your government, I don't accept that. That's not my reading of the Constitution. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's kind of... Uh, it's kind of the whole reason that we are a nation right now. Uh, before this, he said that we couldn't stand a chance. We can't arm ourselves effectively enough to fight a tyrannical government, and we are going to need more than, AR, than an AR-15. Well, that right there is a point that all gun laws are an infringement because he's 
kind of right. We do not have matched firepower to that of our government. We have a completely watered down version. Uh, we have access to very few weapons. We have access to only limited functionality. Uh, and with all of the ITAR regulations and um, and other uh, gun control laws, we we would really need the numbers in order to stand a chance against a full-fledged uh, assault by our government should that ever come to pass, which I hope that it doesn't. Uh, that's not something that I, that I, I wish to happen. Uh, but in case y'all aren't aware of our history, I'm going to give you a quick little uh, hist historical lesson. So everybody under knows about taxation without representation. That was a uh, that was a, that was something that caused a lot of civil disobedience in the in the British colonies that were America. Uh, they were upset over the fact that they were getting taxed more and more and more without having any sort of representation in Parliament or any say so whatsoever, and the taxes only applied to them. So. That laid the foundation, sure, but the first shots of Lexington and Concord in 1775 were legitimately fired over the fact that the Crown had issued orders to the British Army to seize or destroy all of the local militia weapons caches. It was confiscation. That is what led to Paul Revere's famous ride, the British are coming, the British are coming, because they knew that they, were, they would be... They would be peasants, they would be subjects to the crown forever if they didn't fight back, if they didn't have the means of fighting back. That is what led to the American Revolution. That is what led to the first shots being fired in 1775. And that is also why, during the ratification of the new constitution in 1787, why the Anti-Federalists were upset that the Constitution did not include a Bill of Rights. There was nothing in there, no, no protections whatsoever as to why the... Uh, uh, no protections whatsoever to protect the natural rights of the individual from the government, from tyranny. And the Federalists, a lot of the Federalists did not believe that it was necessary. There were a few exceptions. Um... James Madison was a Federalist who believed that there needed to be a Bill of Rights, as well as Thomas Jefferson. He was more of a uh, uh, kind of a, a Federalist-Anti-Federalist hybrid. He understood a lot uh, of of their sentiments, and he, he even said – he was working in France at the time – uh, and he even said that the Constitution lacks a Bill of Rights. It needs a Bill of Rights. And so in order for the Constitution to get ratified in 1787, the Federalists had to promise the Anti-Federalists, we will amend the Constitution during the first Congress to include a Bill of Rights. And they did. And that's why what became the Second Amendment starts with the fact that it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's why they let it by saying a well-regulated militia is necessary to the security of a free state because without everyday people having the ability to organize into militias, having the same types of weaponry as a standing army, without that, then there is no security for liberty. 
That's why they word it that way. Anyway. Francis doesn't believe that we have the right to overthrow the government, even though Thomas Jefferson wrote in the uh, Declaration of Independence that uh, whenever any government becomes destructive of these ends, which the ends are uh, the in, in, inalienable light, rights of life, liberty, and property, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government. It, it is a right. I don't know what to tell you, Francis. You... Uh, <laughs> You, you you need a you need seriously to get some history going, man. You have uh you you've you've stepped in it. <clears throat> okay, who wants to win some free stuff? We're gonna we're gonna give stuff away now. Uh this is uh so what we were doing, I put all of our members into a spreadsheet and and randomized them and I started at a different number. Uh, and I'm going to pick, I'm going to use the Google random number generator to come up with, uh, the winners. Uh, and here is what we are giving away, f uh, from our end, any LSGR t-shirt that you want, uh, you will get one of those go through the store. If you are selected here, uh, and pick any one of them, we will, uh, we will ship that to you. We were also giving away, uh, two LSGR decals here. These are great for, uh, your uh, your vehicle or what have you these they they're resistance against ultraviolet light they're great they they last quite a bit quite a while um, and also we are giving away these kick-ass keychains I I am a huge fan of these take a look at that let me see if I can get this to focus here maybe maybe not I don't know anyway well Okay, so these are our keychains. We're also going to send you one of these as well. These are really awesome. Uh, I'm very happy with them. They, they're fantastic. Okay, and then we're going to give away one of the three kits to you. Uh, we're going to do the third place first, which is going to win the Bleed Stopper kit. Um, Barry, I want something for free. Me, me, me. <laughs> Lynn says pick me. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to go through the, the random number generator here. I don't want to give away personal information. Uh, of all of our members uh, by blasting it across the uh, across this. So what, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, first kit from my medic is the bleed stopper kit. This has the uh, rats tourniquet, quick clot, uh, the Israeli bandage, vintage chest seals, and gloves. Um, so here we go, guys. Uh, I I did block off my range of numbers so that way we're not giving away too much information. Uh, but here we go. We're going to pick our first number. Uh, 104083. So if you will bear with me for two seconds, let me uh, pull up my spreadsheet. 104083. Okay, the third place winner of our uh, Bleed Stopper kit. Two t-shirts. Two D or one D one T-shirt, two decals, and a keychain is Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers, who is looks like he's a nine millimeter monthly member. Uh, congratulations, Paul! We will send you out an email uh, letting you know as well in case you are not tuned in. All right, so let's go to the second place winner. Uh, same as before, you're gonna win uh, the the same LSGR swag, but you are gonna get the range medic kit 
this kit is tailored for gunshot wounds and it is truly fantastic. I went through all of these uh, on a live stream uh, uh, on a live stream just recently. So let me. Uh, all right, here we go. We're gonna pick another random number. One oh two seven seven three. All right. So let me uh, <laughs> let me go to my spreadsheet here. One oh two seven seven three. All right. Scott Barraza is the winner of this. Uh, <laughs> Paul says two tampons are, are good for a uh, gunshot wound. He's right. Uh, Scott Barraza, congratulations. You have won the, uh, the range medic kit from my medic, uh, along with the two t-shirts, the, uh, uh, the keychain and or the one t-shirt, the two decals and the keychain. I keep screwing that up. Oh, by the way, before I get to this last one, the grand prize of the MyFAC Advanced, uh, this thing is a big old honker. This thing uh, is normally 240 bucks, and uh, it's a kit that I carry on a daily basis with me. I carry it on my uh, everyday pack. But before we get into that, I want to show you guys this as well. We just got these in. Uh, we are going to be shipping them soon to our members, to our annual members. Uh, these are the... Let's see if I can get this to focus. These are the membership pins. Uh, I was hoping that this would cooperate with me just for a little bit to, to focus in on it, but I guess not. Oh, well. These are our membership pins. Uh, they will be going to monthly members as well, but after they hit 12 months of membership. Uh, these are awesome. We're going to be changing these designs up uh, every year uh, slightly, so they kind of become a little collectible thing as well. Uh, so if you're an annual member, you'll get them immediately. Uh, if you're a monthly member, you'll get them after your 12th month. Okay, so now, who's ready for the MyFAC Advanced? Who wants to win? Lynn! You want to know how to... Here, the, I will send you a link right now. Live slash join. There you go. Uh, our website is lsgr.live slash join. That's how you become a member. It's $6 a month or $60 for the year. Uh, Michelle, beautiful pen. Uh, it, no, seriously, it, it really is. Um, they did a lot of really good work on both the pens and the keychains. Okay, here we go. MyFAC Advanced. This is a big old honking trauma kit. You can do anything. You can save, you, know, you pretty much uh, save anybody's life with this thing. It's, it's quite awesome. Okay, here we go. Random number, generate. 104171. 104171. 104171. Daniel Wilson. Daniel Wilson, you have won. Congratulations. Uh, you are uh you have won the myfac advanced from my medic uh congratulations to everybody seriously we really appreciate all of y'all's support uh so again the winner of the uh bleed stopper kit is paul rogers uh the winner of the uh of the range medic kit is scott barraza 
and the winner of the MyFAC Advanced is Daniel Wilson. I'll be sending you guys an email. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support and uh, and everything because it really does mean the world to us. Uh, and guys, by the way, if you are a member, do not forget that you get 20% off not only our entire store but also at MyMedic.com uh, along with other discounts from our other partners and we'll be adding more to those as time goes on uh so guys thank you so much congratulations again to all the winners i will be sending y'all out an email and until next sunday lone star gunners arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo